we've talked about Queen. We've talked about Panic at the Disco. <laughs> We're into Franz Ferdinand now. What's left? What's left? Nickelback. <laughs> oh, we talked about that last time. We did talk about that last time. So what's, yep. what's today? <laughs> Just more Nickelback. Nickelback is the center of our podcast. <laughs> we have Nickelback to figure out which podcast. Nickelback song we can reference. Some say the world revolves around Nickelback. Others are wrong. Hello, I'm Freddie. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. I'm Jordan. And welcome to the Possible Spoilers podcast, where our combined powers of clairvoyance may or may not be enough to spoil the upcoming stories that you're looking forward to. And tonight, the story we may or may not be spoiling is none other than the hit Disney sequel, Frozen 2, sequel to the 2013 film, Frozen. And so just a quick warning to our listeners, if you haven't watched Frozen, we recommend you do that first, because there's some things in there that will inherently come up as we discuss the story, so don't want to be spoiled. But this is, uh, this is a pretty remarkable film. It's, it's interesting to me that it's taken six years to get here because it was such a hit. I, it was so popular immediately after release, and it stayed that way. And so it's interesting to me that it's taken this long to get a sequel. But here we are. Yeah, we've had a couple of shorts that have teased us a little bit. Like, oh, is this finally it? But nope, not until now do we actually get one. Additionally, if you have not read Hans Christian Andersen's 1844, The Snow Queen, <laughs> go read it right I, now. Because I plan on talking give, about that a little bit. We're gonna spoil. We're gonna spoil the story from 1844. <laughs> There's one person out there writing an angry tweet right now. <laughs> you spoiled I this. How dare I you? haven't read it yet. <laughs> I was gonna get to it. 40-year-old story. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I've been waiting 170 years, <laughs> and for you this? spoil it for me. Oh my! <laughs> Someone somewhere, I was gonna read that like <laughs> next spring break. Gosh! All I can think about is how I played the original Bioshock, and years after it came out, and I somehow had this had the uh, the ending unspoiled when I played it. So somebody out there. That is really impressive. Someone out there has has not had Frozen spoiled for them or Hans Christian Andersen's 1844 hit, The Snow Queen. <laughs> I got one better than that for you. Someone somewhere hasn't had The Sixth Sense spoiled for them either. Oh and I'd God. love to meet that person. Can you, you imagine? Have proof of that? No, I just I have to imagine someone somewhere has not seen that movie, has not seen the memes, and they don't know the ending of that movie. Can you imagine? What that would like be all like? The other, all the other movies that have riffed on the ending of that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't even watched that movie, but I feel like that's I haven't just either. Every, everyone knows that twist, so it's almost yeah. like why even bother watching the movie? Yeah, now? it's kind of like Star Wars. I mean, of course that. I mean that was before my time, but everyone <laughs> knew the ending to that before they watched it. Is there anybody out there who doesn't know that? That Vader is Luke's father. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe you spoiled that movie. What is wrong with you? Wait, you mean Vader is Luke's father? All this time. (laughs) Never knew. There is a striking family resemblance. (laughs) So upset right now. I don't even know if I can do the podcast tonight. (laughs) Ruined. No, so I think you have some of those big spoilers and it's like, you're right. At some point, you, you approach something, you go, how did I not know this? But also, it's interesting that we have to skirt around these issues for a, a thing that's six years old. But I promise, there's someone who hasn't watched Frozen is going to see his trailer for Frozen 2 and go, hey, I want to go watch that. Let's watch the first one for the first time ever. So, yes, there will be spoilers for the first Frozen in well, this podcast. Even the trailer spoils the first Frozen, though. Oh, it really does. Because, yeah. Anna, well, well, at this point, we're going to start talking about the first yep. Frozen. It, Actual it came spoilers. Up pretty early. But in the trailer, Anna's, you know, Anna, Anna wants to come with Elsa, and Elsa says that, you know, she can't. And she's like, I, I saved you. I beat your boyfriend. You know, so we. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, it's like my ex boyfriend. It's the way yeah, she said. Yeah, she's like, I, I defeated my ex boyfriend, not Elsa's boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I meant. <laughs> but, and that uh, was such, I got to admit, that was such a major twist, especially for a kid's movie. That is one I really didn't see coming, even in the yeah, theater. Yeah, like, 
it's like when I was watching that movie, I thought, like, there were times where, like, Hans is going to be the bad guy. But I then they were yeah. so good at making him, like, really nice. And, mm-hmm. like, he does the little smile under the boat when no one's looking at him. And it's like, well, why would he smile when no one's looking at him? Like, Oh, he's so cute. How could he be I evil? know. Yeah, it's like they're really trying to show that he's nice even when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. So that I kept going back and forth in my head until I was like, okay, maybe he is actually cool. And then, then it does the twist on you. Exactly. I'm going to go ahead and say that I had that spoiled for me before I saw the movie. Did you really? Yeah, so that was lame. Dang, you read it. I think that was, was it Reddit? Was it the fact that I, I browsed know. Reddit too much? I just assume it was Reddit. But I think it probably was because it was something about... It probably wasn't Facebook. I can say that. <laughs> yeah, it was something about like asking what people's reactions were to it. And I was like, what? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right in because I, I rarely do this. I rarely come out of the gate with a strong, like, serious theory. I got to admit, guys, this is actually one that I wasn't thinking about until I watched a couple of the trailers again. And this one hit me, and it's a serious theory. And I got to admit, if this happened, I would be so happy for multiple reasons. One, it would just be a fun story to watch. But the number two, to see this in a kid's fantasy film, I think would really do some stuff. So are you guys ready for this? No. I'm ready. <laughs> You're not ready. Well, no, but buckle anyway. up, Brindle, because it's coming. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. All right, Ashley's ready. We're going to go ahead. All right. So I'm just going to get this off my chest, and then I want you guys to chime in as you feel like. So Elsa has these powers that are much bigger than her. We saw that in the first movie. Um, in fact, they were so much bigger than her that she struggled with letting them out, and it was afraid of what might happen given her past. So again, her first interaction with them was nearly killing her sister. So she's been scared of these powers ever since. And she's been afraid of what might happen if she used them. But throughout the the course of the first movie, she eventually learned to control them. Now, this is my theory. I believe that Frozen 2 is going to pull from some of the heavy hitters in fantasy writing. And truthfully, I believe they're going to take some cues from none other than Lord of the Rings. And here's what I mean by that. I'm interested. Yeah, I, I believe. <laughs> You've hooked me. <laughs> just bear with me here. Some cues from Lord of the Rings. I believe that her powers are going to become much like the ring from Lord of the Rings. So I think that if Frozen 2 is, I'm sorry, if Frozen is the Hobbit, then Frozen 2 is Fellowship. So if you read the Hobbit, the rules weren't really in place for the ring, and it they just sort of. They really played fast and loose with the ring and didn't exactly know what it did or why it did what it did. And so everybody used it and all over the place. And then Fellowship comes out and they start to structure it just a little bit more in the ramifications of this ring. Mm. So the rules weren't really in place, but I believe her powers are going to trigger something much larger in the world than she anticipated. I believe that her use of these powers is going to continually tease out other such powers in the world around her. So she must either use those powers to fight evil or finally realize that the use of her powers is what triggers them. Because we see all kinds of like natural disasters. We see this lightning and tornadoes and these huge rock monsters. And so I'm wondering if the use of her powers is not what's causing these things to happen in the first place. So also like the ring, and we see just a bit of this in the trailer, I believe her power is going to drive her slightly insane. So if before she was afraid of what would happen if she used her powers... Now, I believe she's going to be afraid of what life she will face if she doesn't use her powers. So I think all this is going to start sort of teasing this other, uh, teasing out these other powers from the world around her. But she's also going to be hooked on the power that she now has and worried of what would happen if she abandoned that. Yes, I, I really want to see a scene of her just like stroking Olaf going, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> It's all come down to you. <laughs> so really, what's what, how this movie is going to end is someone is going to have to yeet Elsa into the fires of Mordor. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's the what, only logical conclusion. <laughs> the Queen of Arendelle into a pit of fire. <laughs> well, Matt, if what you're saying is true, then then it, it it won't end with the it won't end with somebody yeeting Elsa in the, <laughs> the fires of Mount of Mount Doom because that'd be like three movies later. If this is the fellowship, then they're going to decide to eat Elsa into the volcano, <laughs> but they're not going to do it yet. <laughs> you got to build up to that. Got to build up yeah. to it. 
They're going to decide to do that. They're going to get a group together, and they're immediately going to disband. Yeah. <laughs> it's immediately the mission is immediately going to fail. And Pretty it's going much. to cause two more movies. Pretty much. Slash books. <laughs> they got to figure out who's going <laughs> to make the trip to throw but Elsa into the volcano. <laughs> I, I do like this direction you're on. I do like this path because what this would open up is a like a frozen cinematic universe. If it like if if you're calling the Frozen One the Hobbit and this is the Fellowship, then the thing about the Hobbit is it's, it's disconnected from the rest of the. It really is. Um, yeah, it feels like a whole different story. That would make the end of Frozen 2 kind of like the end of the Edward Norton Hulk. Mm. These are some spoilers people didn't expect me to get into for this episode. <laughs> uh, the post credit scene for Edward Norton Hulk when Tony Stark comes in and says we're working on the initi- Avengers Initiative, which is no great shakes now, but back when it first happened, nobody knew this was going to be a thing. Oh, it was humongous. So when you saw Robert Downey Jr. in that post-credit scene, I, I was I was bouncing in my seat in the theater because I was like, "Whoa, these are connected!" Exactly. So what what could end up happening is that the end of this movie could be the beginning of a new cinematic universe that uh, kind of tries to do the same thing that Marvel did, where they were like, "Hey, movies are now like big TV shows instead yeah. of movies." Yeah. We already know that Frozen and Tangled are in the same universe because we see Rapunzel in Frozen 1. Exactly, yeah. So it's more like a Disney princess cinematic universe. Yeah, and then we're going to have Disney princess Avengers where all the Disney princesses come together. (laughs) Oh, okay. You actually went into a theory that I had and sort of put near the bottom is that Elsa's (laughs) powers are going to eventually evolve, that she can open up the multiverse and invite all the other Disney princesses in. Yeah. How do we always get to in-game with our predictions? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I think now that it's been done, now that we know it's yeah. possible, isn't Everyone's that what everybody wants to do? It. Yeah. I mean, like at some point it's a joke. At some point it's like, yeah, well, no, they probably want to do that too because it made $2 billion. Right. I'm, I'm going to go back to something I joked about in the Star Wars episode, Kingdom Hearts Cinematic Universe. Like this would be the place to do it. Like if you're going to say all the Disney worlds are interconnected, just pull that pin, set Tetsuya Nomura free, and let yeah. him wreak havoc. Sora is going to show up in Frozen Two. Oh. I <laughs> would lose like... my mind. He he just steps into the castle and he's like, "We're putting together a team." <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say the door to darkness? Oh God. Oh my gosh! Oh, I want it. I want it really bad now. But they wouldn't even need to do the multiverse because there's already all kinds of theories that they they share the same universe. Exactly. So yeah. has anyone here seen the second Wreck-It Ralph movie? Yes. Because there's a scene in that movie where they they basically confirm that like all the Disney princesses have like a sleepover together. Yeah, it's oh, like the right. yeah, so which was the there. internet princesses though, I guess. Like, they exist on the internet? Yeah, like, they they were venturing through the internet, and there's a scene where Penelope, like, meets all the other princesses. Yeah, she goes to, like, the the Disney website. Yeah. So, like, maybe that is where this idea was birthed? That, like, maybe... I would like that, that they're they're going to interconnect all of these separate um, Disney universes. Like, if you want to go big, if you want to do something different, that would be the way to do it. This would be it. And I think going back to something Freddie said a minute ago is that The Hobbit felt so disconnected from Fellowship. And I think even watching, like, the first teaser trailer for Frozen 2 was just Elsa on a beach trying to figure out how to use her power so she could, like, run on ice above a wave. And it's like, what? And it felt so dark and different. And I think, to me, I think that's what maybe even triggered this theory in my mind is already this feels so disconnected. It's really hard to tell what they could end up doing at the end. Yeah, it in that same trailer, I think that's the one where, like, briefly we see Anna, and, like, there's something behind her, and she just, like, immediately takes Kristoff, uh, I think it's his sword, he, mm-hmm. she just grabs it and swipes at the camera, yeah. and she has, like, this, like, horribly angry look on her face, which is not, yeah. like, the Anna we're used to well, you know, that's, She's usually always, like, think. bubbly and very, you know, happy, so to see her, like, so angry, it's like, whoa, this is something different that makes me think matt because 
when I first saw like the the scene of Elsa training on the beach, number one, I'm a sucker for any kind of training montage in any <laughs> movie ever. Um, so I like that. I was like, okay, that, I like the look of this, but I assumed that was going to be early in the movie. What if that scene happens later in the movie after like Elsa knows she has to master these ice powers? Mm. True. And that's after like her greatest defeat of she can't stop whatever kind of like craziness is happening in the world. So this is like her her darkest hour and, and like the seas are all choppy and it's like storming outside and yeah, yeah that that's interesting. I I assumed that was going to be earlier in the movie, but maybe that happens like toward the second half. There's a little snippet as she's doing that where the, uh, this kind of ethereal water horse swims up to her with yeah. Bonas. Yeah. And there's a scene later in one of the other trailers, or maybe it's the same trailer, where she's kind of trying to, it seems like, break that same horse and ride it on the top of the water. Ooh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. I actually, when I saw that uh, scene in the trailer, I didn't even think it was a training montage. I thought it was, like, her just, she's trying to cross the ocean for some reason. Oh. Or to find her parents, right? It could be. Actually, nothing says that. It was just, I just decided... My brain decided that was fact. Yeah, that that is baseless speculation. Then, <laughs> well, that's what this podcast is all about. Right. I, I want to hear this theory. It's about, about my brain deciding it's fact and then me spouting it as fact. Well, actually, that does go into <laughs> my prediction. I had a, a prediction that Elsa's parents might still be alive because we mm. um, we know that they're in the movie, but so far we've only seen them as like flashbacks. But, you know, they have gotten, I think, and I'm not sure if it's both of them or just the mom, but they have, like, new voice actors to mm-hmm. kind of flesh them out. So, I was thinking, there's a part in one of the trailers where the troll says the past is a lie. And we already know they have the power to change memories because they completely wiped Elsa's ice powers from Anna's memory. So... I'm wondering if they somehow facilitated, like, their parents' death or helped fake their death, and they ha- they just have a memory of them dying, and her parents are off somewhere else doing something. Well, they'd probably be in that that mystical world that's been blocked off for yeah, so long. Yeah, that enchanted forest. That enchanted forest, yeah. So, yeah, that... <laughs> oh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but at one point... Elsa does seem to go through some kind of portal a la Thanos' glove where she just kind of like she opens something up and then disappears into it. And you can't really tell what that is. So, like, they seem to just briefly be hinting at some alternate dimension, you know, portal type stuff. I thought that was the intended forest because the intended forest gets blocked off with this fog and it's the fog she's going through in that scene. Yeah. So an enchanted forest seems to be where that was where crap is going down, like with the giant exactly. stone men and the mm-hmm. and the fire. Yeah. So the the other part of my prediction is that the natural disasters we're seeing happen. Well, I say that with air quotes because a, a giant rock man. I don't know if that's a natural disaster, but that's an unnatural disaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, because the Rockman kind of looks like um, the big scary snowman that Elsa makes in the first movie, I'm thinking that these are other people's powers. Like, we have, we see, I think that in this movie we're going to see other people that have other powers, like like a power to control the wind, maybe even, like, the water, like, somehow creating that water horse, the rocks, and then everything changes when the Fire Nation attacks. I, I'm glad I knew you, you were doing up. that. I knew that was coming. I did too. I just didn't know when. <laughs> this looks like the best Avatar movie. This looks like the best Avatar <laughs> that's ever yeah. been made. And you all are starting to get into my theory too. Let's and hear it. I, I want let's let's I can even fuse it with Ashley's, <laughs> which is uh, all right. So Matt, Matt, you kind of touched on the fact that Elsa hasn't been able to control her powers, and they're bigger than she is, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, the thing is, she's known from the beginning. She has powers, and that was a big advantage. You know? Mm, true. What if somebody who had a lot of power didn't even know they had the powers mm. and couldn't control them? So stuff was just happening, and they didn't know why. And mm. so stuff's happening to the kingdom where Anna is. So it could be that Anna has powers like her sister, 
Oh, wow. Um, but she has so little control over them that she doesn't even know she's exuding any kind of force. So the reason those natural disasters are following them around is because she's doing it. She just doesn't realize it. And like it, it, it makes me think, like, you know, there's a, there's a part in the trailer where uh, Elsa makes a big deal out of, you know, don't follow me into fire. And then Anna says, well, don't run into fire. Exactly. And it could be that Anna, you know, she's got the red hair. Um, and, you know, she's apparently developing a, a kind of a hot temper. She could be like the fire to Anna's ice. Ooh, she's wow. firebender. Yeah, or or if we are going this Avatar route of the their last heart, Airbender. <laughs> yeah, she she is the one that can control all the elements or something. <laughs> like she's the Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> now see that would like in my mind that would that would be a twist worthy of a follow up. See like of a sequel because what other twists could you do? I mean, you had the, you had such a big one with Frozen. It was you know so un so unexpected and then the only thing more unexpected would be that anna has powers comparable to or even more powerful than her sisters and that's you know that's the whole thing now they but that would also go back to what we said earlier about setting up this whole universe of something bigger i mean what a way to do that it could also be worrisome because if m night Shyamalan has taught us anything it's that setting up a tradition of twists is a bad idea <laughs> it's a twist of a twist of a twist because also, then you I start have... having twists just for the sake of twists and yes yeah, I have to say, like, this this almost sounds anime-esque, where it's like everyone is one-upping each other constantly, you know, so. Yeah, I love it, it turns already. out that Anna's power level is a lot higher than Elsa's, <laughs> and that's why the trolls are like, we hope that your power is enough. <laughs> You're going to have to face off against her. Somebody has a scouter, and it's just going off the off the <laughs> charts, and they, they look at Spin the Reindeer, and it just explodes. <laughs> 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 little rocks start start floating up around him and and he stands up on two legs and he starts walking towards them oh, that's horrifying. i just i just had an image of like chop chopper from one piece i think was the reindeer's name right oh yeah 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 it's well, a see, reference to, it's just one big reference to chopper <laughs> actually one of my theories is because without a doubt you know sven the ranger is going to play a much bigger role and i know the final battle sequence is going to be olaf riding sven into battle as they face against these immortal armies from the aforementioned war like if that doesn't happen i want my money back yeah he's gonna use his um his carrot nose and put it on a stick and make a spear this <laughs> 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 is gonna have a job with, with disney before the week's over they're gonna call it, this is golden <laughs> yes disney if you're listening <laughs> i can already see the <laughs> call me i have deals. more ideas <laughs> Some people are worth impaling on my halberd. <laughs> Some people are worth killing for. I stick my nose in other people's business. Oh, God, that's what, that's what he was actually saying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stab, he stabs an enemy in the eye and says that carrots are good for the eyesight. Oh, God. <laughs> Beta carotene. I found my next D&D character. <laughs> Olaf the snowman. Olaf the snowman. I I didn't want to jump in front of anyone if anyone had anything to say. Um, but I wanted to go back to that water horse that I can't remember who brought it up. Me. Uh, was it you? I was curious. We've seen. Uh, I'm very interested in the Avatar esqueness of this because we have seen Earth, we've seen wind, and we've seen fire. We've seen those three elements. But I was curious, the the watery horse, is that actually supposed to be a representation of Elsa? Because there's a scene where it, it almost looks like she's, like, taming it and, like, learning to ride it. So I was yeah. curious that, is that going to be her coming to terms symbolically with her control over ice or, or water, essentially, since ice is just frozen water? Yeah, it could be she can control water, not just ice. Yeah. And the whole reason she controls ice to begin with is um, could be something to do with her personality. Like she's got kind of a cold personality. She's or, also very distant. Like yeah. all the all the first movie is literally her w- running away to the mountains to build the yeah. ice. Yeah. 
Yeah, which it doesn't so much explain, like, when she's a child, she seems pretty happy and she's still controlling ice. But definitely as she's older and after her parents die, she's definitely more cold and ice seems more suited to her. But we know that ice is just water and at the end she thaws it all. So, in essence, she is controlling water in that moment. Man, she's probably really contributing to global warming. (laughs) In this universe, Florida's just gone. (laughs) I think we're missing the obvious one in that that's actually her Patronus, and this is a Harry Potter crossover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It looks so. I got such strong like Patronus vibes as she was like in the forest and you saw these animals running around. I'm like, oh come on, like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what this looks like. Yeah, like J.K. Rowling's gonna come out and be like, yeah, Arendelle was where the uh, Danish uh, witches and wizards school is. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> which would be which would be BS because Elsa is totally a sorcerer, not a wizard. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's a part in the trailer where the people say, how did you learn magic? And I imagine she's going to explain, I didn't learn it, I just have it. Okay, mm. so this is going to go into my other theory, that Elsa was born with her powers, not taught, um, as far as we know. Like, she's Pardon. always had them. So, if she is born with them, and no one, no one in her family has them, as far as we know, I was thinking that the... King, we see him talk about this enchanted forest, and we see that he's in it at some point. He got it on with somebody magical. <laughs> yes. He had an affair. Yes, he had an affair. <laughs> they ended up with the baby somehow. And then... Well, he's not going to admit it. Well, no, but maybe the mom dies and she gives it to him before she dies. I don't know. Like, Elsa's in a basket at the door with a note saying, here is your baby. Or, you know... <laughs> Well, isn't like that it that episode from Family Guy where Quagmire gets a baby? You could have gone for any reference <laughs> of a baby being found on a doorstep with a note. That's the first one I thought of. I'm sorry. Uh, That's the first well, one. Well, literally other Disney movies where that happens. Yeah. Uh, considering I'm blanking on it right now. Considering we don't know like anything about Elsa's parents, isn't it possible that they are from that? forested area like that that they're not originally from arendelle they could possibly one of them could be a a sorcerer or whatever yeah that's true because we don't we don't know anything about their backstories other than this is king this is queen now they're both dead have fun disney princess right that's all we know about them i'm still gonna go down my um my thought train that elsa's dad had an affair with someone in an enchanted forest um, they had a baby, they were going to die or something, so they left the baby on the doorstep with a note. Mom got mad, obviously, so he went with the trolls, because he can always get some kind of favor out of the trolls for some reason, and they erased Mom's memory <laughs> and implanted memories that she had Elsa instead. This dude's <laughs> slick. <laughs> I'm telling you what. This is dark. Like, why? Because <laughs> I'm 100% certain that the trolls are bad guys. <laughs> really? Now, that's a hot take because, like, they were... <laughs> well, if you think about, like, the power to change memories is absolutely terrifying. That's true. And they, they, they say in the trailer, they say the past is a lie. So mm-hmm. it's like, I have a feeling they've changed somebody's memories... You know, more so than just Annas from the first movie, to um, to where the past that we know as the audience is not what actually happened. And it's also, when you think about the first movies, it's also the trolls that tell Elsa to fear her powers. And that kind of starts the whole conflict in the movie where she's repressing her powers and everything's getting worse and worse. That was all started by them. Man, the idea of those cute little trolls just going dark and being like, reality can be whatever I want it to be is just yeah. horrifying. Yeah, and then they there's the um the song they sing with Kristoff and Anna where they're already planning to break up Anna and Hans. And I'm not mm. saying anything new here. I'm I'm actually getting this from other theories on the internet, but there's tons of theories out there that the trolls is actually what made Hans evil. <laughs> Oh my in, order, in order to break up Anna and Hans so that 
Kristoff and Anna could get together, which kind of, uh, Kristoff is the troll's adopted son, so that would get them kind of back into the royal family after their dad died. Good night. Welcome what to Game of Thrones Season 9. <laughs> This reminds me of, like, those crazy theories of, like, Edit and Eddie is actually, everyone is in purgatory, and their <laughs> souls can't pass on into, like, the afterlife. Um, one of those things, like, one of those things were, like, like, Klasky and Cuspo, the people that wrote Grugrats, they say they yeah. consistently, they say they consistently have to comfort children who have read theories like that online and like write them letters and emails like saying like oh no are the babies really dead is angelica really hallucinating them (laughs) and they have to comfort them and be like no no it is how we wrote it yeah after this podcast disney's gonna get an ashley letter some some lady named ashley (laughs) (laughs) said the trolls were basically richard the (laughs) third Well, it, I wasn't the first one to come up with that. There are other theories on the internet out there that have already speculated about the trolls. Oh, but you'll get blamed because you know how big this podcast um, is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all going to fall on me. So but, basically, I mean, Roland Barthes, Death of the Author, if you've learned anything from this podcast, it is once a piece of art is out in the world, the artist has no control over it. <laughs> exactly. In a way, it makes sense. The um, I'm going back to the theory where the trolls made Hans evil. Because like I said before, why the heck is he smiling when no one is watching? And then I there were some rumors a while back, before the Frozen 2 trailers ever came out. But there were some rumors that Hans was going to come back and he was going to have a redemption arc. And I, I'm thinking, like, well, that's kind of... You know, not great if he comes back and has a redemption arc because that kind of it kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It defeats cheapens. the purpose. Yeah, it, yeah, it cheapens. It cheapens the moral of the yeah, first movie, which, as everyone knows, is not to trust anybody. But so if Hans comes back and he's nice, and it's oh, like oh, well, maybe they, you know, she could have like, uh, you know, they could have fell in love on day one or whatever it was. But despite, um, yeah, despite the fact that being that that was the moral. Yeah, that was the moral that of the story. Shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking like, ah, oh, that's kind of lame. But then I'm thinking about this whole like trolls <laughs> plot I've got going on in my yeah, head. Yeah, that fits and, in with the troll plot for sure. Yeah, and it's like so if they made Hans evil and they find out that the trolls are actually evil and then they somehow um reverse like their memory changing magic or whatever hans might come back and and be like what the heck happened like why am i why am i in jail what like what's going on what did i do (laughs) and so in a way he it's not really redeeming himself because he was never evil to begin with and then he catches up to anna elsa and Kristoff in the woods and anna turns around immediately kills him with a sword (laughs) That's yeah. the story, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the point. That's what that scene and is. And he is a, um, <laughs> he's just an unfortunate victim of the troll's magic. And could, they realize later the, that Anna made a horrible could, mistake. Could you the imagine? definition of dramatic irony. <laughs> could you imagine if Disney had the guts to do that? Just have this whole redemption arc of Hans that the audience sees and then he dies? <laughs> He's so like catching us, like, hey, I need to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> so Elsa, Elsa, Kristoff, and Anna never know. Not until they find out what the trolls did. No, well, maybe they, maybe they never find out. Maybe they just continue trusting the trolls. Well, the audience has to find out somehow because we. But that'll probably be in like the fifth movie of the installment. We learn that the trolls yeah. are evil. Yeah, this is gonna be a waste down the. Uh... FCU. Well, talking about this this larger, I want to go back to that horse again for the third time. Well, we can't leave that horse alone. <laughs> we got to well, talk about the being dead. a dead horse. <laughs> you, made, you made the same joke I did. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, you're killing me. <laughs> like beating a wet horse, am I right? <laughs> that just sounds dirty. At least Cut have the out. decency to drive the horse off. <laughs> Cut that out of the episode. <laughs> But um, please don't Urban Dictionary that, please. <laughs> uh, because as uh, I'm thinking, about, I keep thinking about it. Because as as they say in the trailer, and you know, you know, trailers can cut things together differently to be deceptive. 
But in the trailer, as they say, the past is a lie. That like a constellation of that horse like flies up in the sky and, and it takes shape. Like as they say it, that in the trailer, that that's mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go back to the theory too that these movies are connected because Rapunzel is at uh, Elsa's coronation. And it's theorized that that Elsa and Anna's parents died on the way to Rapunzel's wedding. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think the creators have come out and said that, if I'm not mistaken. uh, Well, but some people also say that their ship sank and that stuff from that ship is what Ariel finds in Little Mermaid. So it connects it to that one, too. Oh, yeah. They've connected it to Little Mermaid. They've connected it to Tarzan. And at some point, I'm like, eh, you're going a little far, but... So well, I think the directors actually came out and said, no, not the Tarzan one. Like, that's not yeah. the thing. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and that's, like, a totally different time period, and they look exactly. completely different. I mean, they look kind of similar, but they've got different color hair and stuff. Well, anyway, about this horse. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> might be a stretch, but this Little Mermaid connection, Poseidon is the god of the ocean in Greek myth. But he is also the god of horses. Hmm. That's mm. weird. And Poseidon is also like Triton's uncle or something like that. I think that. he's Triton's Triton's dad. dad. I th- no, Neptune is Triton's dad. But Neptune is Poseidon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. He, so he's Th- Ariel's grandfather. So, which would make Ariel also... If, like Hercules' cousin. Yeah, if the show is canon, which I, I guess it is, the Little Mermaid show. Yeah. So yeah, in the We're show Neptune. Yeah, Neptune was Ariel's grandfather. I haven't seen that show in years, but I believe that's true. Poseidon is Ariel's grandfather. So I've made all these connections, and they mean nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know what what that would mean. If the okay, Poseidon's the god of horses. And also the god of the ocean, and that might connect Poseidon to Triton, this horse. So Poseidon rescued Elsa and Anna's parents when they were shipwrecked, and he's trying to let Elsa know that they're alive by sending his horse to her. I, I just Maybe. see Freddy with and a wall like, of pictures and red yarn, and he's connecting. Yeah. He's like, it's <laughs> go, it all goes somewhere. But, it all goes to Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> Poseidon is like I'll Atlantis. I'll only lead you to your parents if you can ride this horse. <laughs> Seriously, nobody's been able to do it. It's a real pain in my butt. <laughs> that is the most Greek-like myth thing I've ever heard in my life, because that's totally <laughs> something Poseidon would do in Greek myth. <laughs> and then Elsa's like, no, my, my parents are dead. We recovered the bodies and everything. And then it turns out the trolls just planted memories. And killed two innocent people. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> dressed them up as her parents. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, they can change memories. I don't think they have to go through all that. <laughs> if they can oh, just but change, they did they it. Just put but a they, memory of a funeral in their head. But the thing is, they wanted to. Oh. <laughs> That's how evil they are. They didn't have to, but they did it. Yeah. <laughs> they just did it for fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is horrifying. Guys, I have to sleep tonight. If we could just cool it. I'm never going to look at the trolls in the same way again. <laughs> oh, no. And those two people were Lilo's parents from Lilo and Stitch. They <laughs> staged the car accident. Oh, oh no. We're going to have a fan oh, wiki no. that goes live right after this episode airs. And you can go check it out and see how we connect everything in the Disney universe. Yeah, so that's that's definitely what happened. Is Lilo's parents are the... The decoys of Anna and Elsa's parents that the trolls killed to make it look authentic. Don't worry about the anachronisms there. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about how this is two different time periods. It's Disney. It can happen. I just want to point out my my Kingdom Hearts prediction is seeming much more legitimate after this conversation. And then Thor is going to show up. (laughs) It's like we're getting the team together. I was like, I want you to meet Lilo. Her parents died for some reason. <laughs> I can. She has a friend named Stitch who I summon, and he shoots things with his mind. With his mind. All right, I killed the podcast. <laughs> Just like those trolls killed Lilo's parents. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
I'm just confused at this point. We have gone far down this rabbit hole. Did we actually... I think we actually solved the movie. Like, I think this is actually how it's going to happen. All of it. All at once. Yeah. I think so, too. I think Elsa's going to become Gollum. Trolls are evil. Lilo, uh, Lilo's parents definitely were killed by the trolls. Um, and all Hans the Disney bad. movies are... Yeah, all the Disney movies are connected. And there's eventually going to be some kind of in-game uh, Disney princess movie. Down the line. The Hans Christian Andersen Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the HCACU. <laughs> I will say, though, let's get back. I'm, I'm going to try to get this back on track, even though I'm the one who got off track. Uh, and in the original story, back speaking of Hans Christian Andersen, that's my, there's my segue. Uh, in the original <laughs> Snow Queen story... The original Snow Queen story is all about a magic mirror that was created by, oh, by the way, trolls. Yes. That that worked for the devil? Yeah, the, their, their king is actually the devil in disguise. But we so this that is too. more evidence that the trolls are going. So. Oh, my gosh. And Stitch played devil in disguise on that little ukulele and Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's all together. It all makes sense now. It all makes <laughs> sense. Anyway. He was warning us. <laughs> literal satan who is uh disguised as the king of the trolls he makes a mirror that only makes that makes people see only the bad parts of the world like when they look in the mirror all they see is their bad parts of themselves and so only the trolls go around the world and showing people themselves in the mirror and basically laughing at them because they're just chaotic evil i guess <laughs> and really so they they start taking they're gonna they're gonna take the mirror to heaven and make god look at himself because Hans Christian Andersen was was that guy, I guess. And uh, but as they're taking it to heaven, the mirror starts to laugh and laugh and laugh, and it shatters, which is a lot to unpack. But uh, it turns into like basically grain-sized sand that covers the world and gets in people's eyes and hearts, so they see like only the bad part of things. None of this has anything to do with the first Frozen movie. <laughs> At all, in any way, but shape, or form. there's these two characters named Gerda and Kai, I think. And, yeah. And anyway... And they're in Frozen 1, by the way. Oh, a character's named that. Yeah, oh, there's character. It's like a throwback, because it's like Anna and Elsa's servants are named Gerda and Kai. But the same, some of the shards of the mirror get in Kai's heart and eyes, so he gets really mean. And he, he just turns into a butthole. And then the Snow Queen, who is a bad guy in the story, kidnaps him. And Gerda has to go on a story to rescue him. And it turns out to be – spoilers for Hans Christian Andersen's 1844 hit, the Snow Queen. <laughs> uh, she has to she has to go save him. And then uh, it's her love that kind of thaws the ice in his eyes and his heart. Because she goes to a sorceress and asks for help. Like, how do I – you know? How do I uh, – can you give me magic to save him? And she's like, no, you, you have – I can't teach you anything you don't already know. You love him, and that's enough, blah, blah, blah. Warm and fuzzies, warm and fuzzies. But uh, he – she goes, and and her love for him thought that, – that's connected to the first movie, yeah. But the reason I'm talking about all this is because I wonder if something that is related to – the mirror, like some kind of magic that makes people see the bad in people uh, or some kind of magic that makes people evil or, or mean or or something is in is is controlling Anna at this point. That's why she makes that horrid face when she pulls a sword out and swings it mm. like she's being mm. controlled and she might spend a lot of the movie uh, angry or out of sorts possible what i do think is that uh currently you could power a small u.s town from the thermal energy generated by hans christian anderson positively spinning in his grave after the <laughs> podcast i mean it's got to be an enormous amount of energy of what we're doing to his precious works oh my god but that's um, just my take on it yeah yeah, and there are theories about um, 
it's a, it's a super Carlin Brothers. That's what I was trying to think of. That I think I got the idea of the um, trolls turning Hans evil. Because they also have a theory that Hans kind of represents the mirror from the original story. Just an interesting theory. So go check it out. But it's their YouTube channel, Super Carlin Brothers. So Hans makes people see the bad in themselves? Uh, it's just that... Uh, most of the theory is he acts as a mirror um, in the way that he interacts with people. He always kind of matches their energy, their mood. Like when he's around Anna, he's happy, he's fun. When he's like around um, um, blanking on the name, the Duke, uh, the Duke of Wesselton. Yeah, oh, yes. Like yeah. <laughs> Weasel Town. Weasel Town. Uh, yeah. It's Wesselton. When he's interacting with the Duke of Wesselton, he has like this very um, kind of aggressive, um, angry demeanor because that's how the Duke of Wesselton is. When he's around Elsa, mm. he's more um, um, distant and kind of reserved. So that that was a big part, just how he kind of matches everyone's mood. And then there's the line in the movie where she says, the only one with a frozen heart here is you. Kind of uh, referencing. Ooh, got him. Yeah, the, the kind of referencing the mirror shards that go in people's eyes and hearts. Yeah, and it could be that maybe Anna's heart is still somewhat affected by what happened in the first movie, and if it goes back to what like frozen or partially frozen, and that's why she's got that angry look on her face, you know. Mhm. Oh, like, cause her heart was never like fully thawed at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing that points to the trolls being evil, (laughs) right? Because it's love. (laughs) So it's love that thaws a frozen heart, right? That's what we see at the end. And they, when, um, you know, Elsa hurts her sister at the beginning of the movie, and she hits her head, and they're like, oh, good thing it's only a head, because the heart is a lot harder to thaw, um, because they can't love. They can't fix that. So what he's doing is that trolls are not capable of love. Yes. <laughs> Only pure hate. <laughs> pure evil and unadulterated hatred for all Te- things. Technically, isn't isn't enjoying evil uh, an act of love in and of itself? That is a great philosophical <laughs> question. I think you're on a list somewhere. <laughs> saying that. So, what made me think of that is, like, in Dragon Ball, like... There's a line that only a pure-hearted Saiyan can become a Super Saiyan. Cell gets around that in the the video games. They expanded on it by saying he does have a pure heart. It's just pure evil. So. <laughs> yes, we love loopholes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the perfect loophole. So, so the 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 trolls can love things. They just they just love to hate them. <laughs> we were talking about making a list of all the properties we talk about in an episode. I can't wait to see the list for this one. <laughs> oh, please don't let me do this, guys. Please don't. I'm begging you. I would like to point out, I love Jordan's ability to bring Dragon Ball Z into literally every episode we've recorded so far. It is impressive. It is. And he does it flawlessly. And Kingdom Hearts. And he does it flawlessly. It never feels forced or heavy-handed. But... Please don't make me write down all the IPs. I will cry. I think this is just evidence that Dragon Ball and Kingdom Hearts together are the two perfect narratives. (laughs) And I think the sum total of all narrative function, like if there's ever going to be a story that's told, it can be found in these two properties. Every other story is but a a mere imperfect reflection. (laughs) (laughs) And on that remarkable note, I believe our time has just about come to an end. It has been quite a journey. Guys, I don't quite know what kind of journey it was. I'm a little turned around, but darn if it wasn't an exciting one. This was remarkable. Um, I don't know if we've spoiled anything or quite possibly if we've spoiled everything. But here we are. I think we've spoiled the next um, five Frozen movies. Yeah. If they're they're going to be next five Frozen movies, I promise we've spoiled them. So I apologize in advance. But, guys, thanks so much for listening. This is always a blast to record. We really thank you guys for listening, for sharing, um, for being a part of it. If you would, go to Apple Podcasts or Facebook and just leave us a quick rating, quick review. Let us know if you like it. Let us know if you don't. If there's something you'd like to hear or something you'd like to hear differently, just, man, let us know. We'd like to hear what you guys have to say about it. 
And also, if you have friends who like podcasts, tell them about this one. There's always and, and don't tell me you don't because there's always people out there like, hey man, do you have any podcasts you, you can suggest oh, that's to me? Like a <laughs> weekly Facebook post on for my friends. So next time somebody says that, say possible spoilers. Just tell them. And also the order of the straightened arrow, that one podcast talks about King of the Hill. <laughs> Us and them. So Grab them by two. the face, look them in the eye, and say those two podcasts. Without hesitation. Without blinking. But we really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Freddie posts some really funny stuff. It's, you'll, you won't, even if you don't listen to the podcast, if nothing else, which if you don't listen to the podcast, I don't know how you'd hear this, but at least follow the Facebook page and the Twitter because they're really fun. Um, wherever podcasts are available, you are now on all of them. So go listen. You can listen on the web, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, take your pick. Whatever your flavor is, you can find us there. On that one tape recorder from Home Alone, we're there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't know that, but that is that's a nice Easter egg. Play the Slick. movie backwards at 1%, at 1% speed. You'll hear it. We've <laughs> always been there. <laughs> Every step you take, we'll be watching you. Home Alone to the list of IPs. Oh, no. Poor somebody out there. We've spoiled Home Alone for them. The fact that there is a tape recorder. Yeah, there is a tape recorder. (laughs) Kevin McAllister does not have a photographic memory. Uh, If you haven't, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're also there. Uh, Thanks to Joseph McDade for the use of his song Drifting Corners in our podcast. Man, you rock. We love this love this music and love what it adds to our little production here. <laughs> From all of us. Congratulations on achieving the best possible image. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. And tonight we may or may not have spoiled. I've seen the old, I've seen the original movie a while back, and I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I've seen the movie a lot because it was something we would play at work quite often because it had some parallels to mental health. So. Interesting. So by the end of this podcast, you're back and we still working carrying the rest of us.